This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome to episode 73 of the How She Did That podcast. My name is Tasha Booth, and I am so happy that you're here. So when it comes to starting a business, one of the most important factors is ensuring that you, along with anything you create, are legally protected. Unfortunately, because this topic can be so intimidating, it's often overlooked and frankly ignored. Now that can lead to you finding yourself in a nightmare situation that could have totally been avoided had you consulted with the right person. And that person is Sam Vander Whelan. Sam is an attorney turned entrepreneur who is passionate about empowering women to create and grow their businesses while maintaining their financial freedom. In this episode, Sam and I are going to dive into why it's never too late to start learning about how to protect yourself and your business at any stage and why you should never feel ashamed or embarrassed for asking questions or reaching out for help. So let's go ask Sam how she legally legitimized her business. so much for being here. I'm excited to dive in a little nervous about all things legal. <laughs> no need to be nervous, I swear. <laughs> well, it's great to have you and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm Sam Vanderwielen. I'm the founder of Sam Vanderwielen LLC and that's where I help women entrepreneurs who are coaches, creatives, all different kinds of service providers with online businesses with my DIY legal templates and my ultimate bundle program. So Basically, in a nutshell, I help women learn how to get paid, use contracts, protect their content, make sure they have the right business insurance, and that they've formed their business properly and that they're acting right, basically, online to legally protect themselves. That's so important, and I'm so glad that your services exist. Um, we were talking beforehand, and I was like, I think I need to hit you up because it's time to do a little bit of cleanup on my back end in terms of legal. So I know that when I was first starting my business, I kind of just like sort of fell into my business a little bit by accident. So a lot of what I created in the beginning was kind of like held together with like gum and a shoestring. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. that's probably true for a lot of online business professionals like that you see. So can you tell us just like kind of, let's start with the high level of what mistakes you see straight out the gate that people often are making. Yeah, sure. It's a great question. And, and just to like start this off too, I just want everyone to know that I am like a no shame person. Like I am not here to make anybody feel like you're terrible because you didn't do things in the right order at the right time or like whatever. And I always say with this stuff, like if I could get to you early, then that's awesome. But if I didn't, then now we met. And so like it's yeah. cool. And let's just like, we know better, do better and move forward. There's no, there's like really no point in wasting any time to beat yourself up that you haven't gotten this earlier. So 
based on that, I think the, the number one mistake I see is people waiting too long because there are just so many myths online that I see usually being like pushed in, you know, free Facebook communities or something like this. No offense, but typically by non-lawyers, right? So mm-hmm. people who don't have like the expertise of, of like exactly what should really go into someone's decision as to whether to register their business or get business insurance or like what kind of contracts they need. And I'll see all of these crazy comments in there about like, wait until you make $10,000 or wait till you have X number of clients. Or even on my end, I get lots of emails from people saying like, I know I need your stuff because I'm afraid to put myself out there because I'm afraid that if I put myself out there and I'm seen, I'll be sued, but I'm waiting until I make more money to get legal. And it's like, I just actually talked about this on Instagram stories yesterday about how this is kind of like a continuous loop that you will then stay in because who's going to want to grow their business if you're afraid of being sued? Like that doesn't sound right. fun. Right. So just that waiting game, I think. And if this is something that's on your mind, if you're here to grow a long-term business, and as I always say, if you're just, if you're here to offer any services or sell products online, you have to have this stuff in place. Mm-hmm. I love that. I similarly, but very, very different. I talk to the ladies in my groups all the time about like the waiting thing. And I love the, you know, the analogy that you gave about it being cyclical because it's so true. So often people are like, oh, you know, I don't feel like my website is up to snuff or something like that. And so I can't put myself out there. And so it's like, well, why don't you just do the thing that's make, that's stopping you from putting yourself out there? And if it's the legal thing, you know, if that's, that's the piece for people that they want to get that right, then yeah, get it done so that you can actually grow a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is something I hear time and time again, which is kind of like, I call it watering down. So I see people like watering down their business or their program, their messaging for sure. They're like, Mm -hmm. they're very tepid online because they're not too sure what, you know, I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how I could package that. Or people will always say to me, like, I wanted, my idea was that I wanted to create this program that would do X, Y, and Z, but I was so freaked out that I just did X. And it's like, well, do the people need Y and Z? Like, yeah, they need that, but I didn't know if I could. So I just held back. And so you do have to kind of check yourself if you're, if you're staying in this hamster wheel of, of waiting to wait, to wait, to wait. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I want to dive into what brand new business owners are going to need in terms of legal protection. And then once we're farther along, if there's something else like or additional that we need. So let's talk about brand new people first. Like what is the bare minimum that we can not get away with, but that we, you know, that we need in order to be legal in our business and, and be protected? Yeah, totally. That's, that's my approach anyway. I know a lot of lawyers will try to like talk you into doing all kinds of things. I really just want you to have a foundation. So whether you're new to business or you're new to legal, these things are pretty much the same because you could technically be up and running, have a bunch of clients, but you didn't get any legal stuff in place. So the very first three steps that you would take are forming your business, right? And that is something that, for example, when I left the law and started, I actually started a coaching business first. When I started that business, I registered my business. I formed it in the state where I live mm-hmm. before anything, right? Before I had a website, before I started working with anybody for sure, before I was posting anything online, because that formation of your business sets the foundation for everything else that I'm going to talk about with mm-hmm. you guys. So it's the name, you get your business insurance, for example, in the name of your business, but you have to have a registered business in order to get that kind of business insurance. So it really sets the foundation. So it's almost never never too early to Mm -hmm. register. 
So you're registering your business in the state where you live um, and work. You're then looking at business insurance. Now, business insurance, which we can talk about in depth if you want to, but yeah. like business insurance is the kind of thing that it's not that it can wait, but it's the kind of thing that you can get the ball rolling, but not hit play on until you're very close to starting to work with people and, or like you're making pitches to work with people. Like if you're posting on Instagram with a call to action to buy your course, then you should have business insurance in place. But it's not the kind of thing that, you know, for me, for example, I, it took me maybe six months at my attorney job to wind down and like get my a website made and do all these other things. I didn't have business insurance at that mm -hmm. point, but once I left, I did. So that would be something to get in place. And then the third piece are really contracts and website policies. So first, like Tasha said, you don't have to go kitchen sink. You need what you need at that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So however you're working with people in the beginning, and I guarantee you that your business will change over time. So as things move forward, you can add. But those really are the first three, the forming, business insurance, and getting your contracts and website policies. Okay, perfect. And then once we are further along, what are some things that we should be looking to add? So once you're further along in growing your business, then depending on how you formed your business to start, there could be some upgrades, for example. So if you, for example, registered as a sole proprietor from the beginning, which is almost never a good idea, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if you did that, though, it might be time to jump up to an LLC. If you already have registered as an LLC and you're doing well, and if at the end of the year, after paying your expenses and doing all the things in your business, you still have a chunk of money left over, aka profit, you might want to think about you stay as an LLC, so this gets misconstrued a lot, but if you stay as an LLC, you can elect to be taxed as what's called an S-corp. So a lot of people think that an S-corp is actually like a different kind of business. Mm -hmm. You're still an LLC. It's just that you're asking to be taxed as an S-corp. We don't have to go too deep into it, but essentially, if you're one of these people that's now starting to have that pot of money left over after paying yourself and paying business expenses, then you might want to talk with a CPA about becoming an S-Corp and saving money on taxes. So that would definitely be something you'll think about as you grow. And I'd say the last thing are what I call in my own business, I call them grow documents. So things like, you know, maybe you start an affiliate program so that you can start to scale your offer and you should be using an affiliate contract for that. And Maybe you um, hire on your first VA, and so you want to make sure you protect yourself, making sure that that person's designated as an independent contractor versus an employee, things like that. So I would say mm -hmm. stepping into kind of the, the scaling right. issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. And actually in 2019, I think was uh, last year was when we moved from an L, well, not moved from an LLC, but started as an S corp and it's going to save us so much money. It, you know, it feels, it feels tricky in the beginning, uh, mm -hmm. but thankfully my CFO like handled all of it, but I think it'll be good in the end. <laughs> it will. It definitely will. And that's actually a good point to make. Never ever handle an S corp by yourself. That yeah. is not something that you should do in all seriousness. That is the, <laughs> can get you into serious tax trouble because people, you just would not do it right unless you're a CPA. It's very complicated. And there are a lot of papers that need to be filed both with your state and the IRS. So I do not recommend going around <laughs> about that the wrong way. Um, and also you have to get set up on payroll. And so you have to use a company like, I don't know, ADP or check there are all these different companies. Yeah. And so you have to use something like that to pay yourself. But yes, that can definitely be a good option for people once you get to that growth period. And remember too, that depending on when this podcast interview comes out, you can only elect to be an S-corp for the following tax year through a certain period this year. So 
I feel like it's March or April of this year that there's like a cutoff. Right. You have to say whether for this tax year you want to be considered an S-Corp. So if this is something that you guys are thinking about, I would recommend getting on it quickly. Yeah, jump on it, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear more about business insurance and basically what it covers and what it's protecting us from. Yes, okay. So this is such a good one because business insurance often gets misconstrued and I get a lot of questions from people saying, why do I need business insurance if I have an LLC? So I'm hoping that after today, you guys will feel really clear on this and confident about why you need both. So business insurance, as I always say, is like the rich uncle that picks up the tab at dinner. So, <laughs> um, so if, hopefully we all have one of these. <laughs> I, I don't think I do, actually. <laughs> anyway, let's pretend. So <laughs> business insurance essentially is like any other form of insurance. But if you're sued in your business or if you've even threatened to be sued, by the way, sometimes you just get nasty letters from a lawyer threatening you send that over to your business insurance. So they give you a contact number and email and all that good stuff. And they will give you a business attorney, a defense attorney. Mm -hmm. And then they pay that defense attorney's fees, which I always feel like I'm like shouting from the rooftops. Like, I don't know if people know how valuable that is. Yeah. Because that is huge, right? They're paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars per hour and they're charging you for absolutely everything. And then if a judgment is found against your business, which is just the money that's awarded to someone when you win a lawsuit, um, or the case is settled, which remember, like in America, we can sue people for anything mm -hmm. at any time without merit. Like it's crazy. It's totally bananas. You can sign contracts saying you can't sue people and you just sue them anyway. So a lot of times things are just settled so that we don't have to deal with this stuff. And even cases that do have merit, I think the last time I've looked at the statistics, it's over 95% of cases in America are settled and never wow. go to trial. Trial is way too expensive. Yeah. So that money that you would settle or like say it was $10,000 or say it was $100,000, your business insurance pays that for you minus your deductible. So just like any other insurance, if you, and I encourage you if you already have business insurance to go out and check what your deductible is because you want to make sure it's not too out of whack. Like I remember a case I had when I was practicing attorney somebody had a $50,000 deductible and he didn't know that. So wow. that's like a good thing <laughs> to make sure there should be more reasonable. And people always ask me, what's a reasonable deductible? And I say like, well, it depends on how much you want to pay for your premiums because it's just like any other insurance. If mm -hmm. you want to have a lower deductible, you might have a higher premium, you know, and so on. So that is essentially business insurance in a nutshell in terms of like how it works to protect you. And just remember that if you're getting that, like flipped up with an LLC. An LLC is just a type of business entity that you have to register. And it personally separates you from your business so that if and when someone did sue you in that example I gave earlier, they're not suing you as a person. Mm -hmm. They're suing your business, which means only things that your business is attached to are fair game and things that are only you as a person are personally attached to you are not, right? And therefore your business insurance is in the name of your business and then is paying those bills so that your business doesn't have to pay it. So they're very different things and they work really nicely together, but they are not a like choose your own adventure. Like I get a lot of people being like, I got an LLC, so I don't need business insurance or I got business insurance, so I don't need an LLC. Mm, and so yeah. I hope now it makes sense to you why you would just need them together. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So for those who are listening right now and they're like, OMG, now I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> can you give us like a first step, like something that we can do this week to kind of move the needle forward on getting our legal house in order? 
Yeah, sure. So I always give different advice based on where you are in your business. So mm -hmm. if you're already working with people, then I think getting your business registered as a type of business entity that actually protects you is the very first step. Mm -hmm. And I would say that getting a legit contract that protects you is like the next best step right after that. Cause you want to be able to prove yourself yeah. and say like, I told her that it was $500. I told her it was for three months, you know, whatever it is. Right. So um, if you're already working with people, that's what I think. If you have not worked with people yet, then you have a bit more time and there's no reason to panic, but I would still take those same steps that I talked about earlier about getting your business registered, but you have the luxury maybe of taking some more time to figure out what kind of business center you can start as. Mm -hmm. Look into business insurance, understand what it is from a budget perspective, and then really only get the contract that you need right away that you need to start working with people. That's awesome. Can you tell us, you have a free workshop for us that I'm going to post in the show notes and then also a download about like uh, free top legal mistakes that people make, right? Or mistakes yeah. to avoid. So can you tell us about both of those real quick? Yeah, sure. So I created a free workshop that's completely on demand. So you can watch it now, or you can go and like pick from the drop down menu to choose a day and time that works for you. And in that workshop, I'll teach you my five-step strategy to legally protecting your business. So we can break all this stuff down in much more detail, but also like slow it down for you. So that'll really make sense. And mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to implement these action steps following. So I talked to you about the number one mindset shift that you actually have to make first before you legally get protected. Um, I talk about contracts and how they actually work, how they operate to legally protect you. I talk about protecting your website working with clients online and then keeping copycats off of your content online. Oh, super important. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And oh, and the legal mistakes guide that you talked about as well, that's also a free guide that I've created for you guys just to learn what the top six legal mistakes I see online that are made most um, that are easily fixable. And mm -hmm. so I walk you through what I see going on, why it's not a good idea and, and what the better way is to approach it. Amazing. So where can we find you online? So I'm probably most active on Instagram in terms of social media. So I'm just at Sam Vanderwillen on Instagram. Um, my website is samvanderwillen.com. You can go there to either shop or learn more about all of my DIY legal templates or my ultimate bundle program. And then I have a free Facebook community called Fearless Empire, F-E-M-M-E-P-I-R-E. And that's a community where I teach you how to legally run your own business online through video trainings. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate you. And yes, we're going to have all of this in the show notes so that everybody can grab everything and start working with you because we all need you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.